Hey guys, Dustin Wynn, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio. Hey, this is Scott Snyder, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Paul Dini, listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio, so stay tuned. Legends oh, isn't shit. in here, is he? No. <laughs> Legends. <laughs> Legends. <laughs> Where is he? Did he say them black and whites, boy? Blokes. Daft. No, he saw my story about my comic shop. That but actually it was a couple months ago. Actually, when I opened up the front, I opened the door of the comic shop. Or no, the, sorry, it was a nice day, and they had the door open, and it wasn't really windy. And I walk in, and as soon as I walk in, the big wind came in, knocked over this framed poster off the wall, fell on top of about three or four black and white things. <laughs> they all fell on the ground. Like the uh, Finch, Arkham City. I forgot another one. This is an old story. So all... you have a video of this? No, I wish I had a video, but I was actually, that day I was going to buy the David Finch black and white. And he, and he, and he, uh, he took a dive, right? <coughs> took a dive and shattered. That is... So, of course, when I said that story, Legend said, that's why I'm not going to buy a black and white. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't understand. I, I didn't understand it. Yeah, he said, "Thanks for confirming that I will never buy them." Wait, yeah, I was, I was like, "What?" Where did that come? Yeah. I was, how was, how is that related? <laughs> He's gonna not. get his balls broken until he gets one. So, oh yeah, <laughs> and, and and then it'll be even worse. <laughs> you know, it'd be great if like Fabric, if Fabric, like right before he sold him his uh, piece that he bought at WonderCon. He's like, oh, man, I love your work. He's like, oh, yeah, I can't believe you're buying one of my pieces. He's like, yeah, you know, you're one of my favorite artists. You're so great, blah, blah, blah. You know, can't wait to have you on the podcast. You know, Robin said to say hi, this and that. He's like, oh, yeah, so how do you like my black and white statue? <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's fine. Did, did, you, did, did you bring it with you? I'll sign the base. <laughs> Is anybody else the player? Just grab a fucking white statue. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, good old legends. Won't buy, won't buy one black and white statue. But he's got a, he's got three boxes of an in stock trade order on its way right now. <laughs> he buys, he buys yeah, all he three, en- all three Green Lantern omnibus, but not one Batman black and white. He just entered the Sinestro War, man. He's locked in. I told him to get a not, fucking. St- not one Batman black and white, but thousands of dollars on Legos. Oh yeah, he's he's yeah, yeah. freak out about. Uh, he saw those fa- those fake paper, fake customs, fake customs of uh, Red Hood, and what was the other one Arkham Knight? Uh, All right, what are we what are we doing tonight? Um, we got- I believe on the agenda we have uh, Dallas Fan Expo. Okay, followed by uh, a nice overview of C two E two. All right, and then breaking into some comic news following that. Okay, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> we should probably. Well, I mean, eh, who knows if we'll have time. The Stan Lee shit is pretty crazy. Yeah, Stan Lee, Joel Jones on Catwoman. 
That was announced at. Mm. Uh, what else was announced at C two E two? Technically, the Joel Jones Catwoman. That's like the biggest stuff, probably. Oh. Okay, 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 okay. We ready? <clears throat> I'm ready. Oh shit! Drunk lady. You got a yodel tonight, boy. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> All right, everyone. Welcome back to Bat Force Radio, the most thorough Batman slash DC podcast out there. We got the OGs in the building tonight. And it's crazy. We got some Rick and Morty shit going on tonight because we got two guys from two different slots on this at the same time. So the multiverse is all fucked up. But let's get the <laughs> squad out of the way. I got Bad Force Tom over in sunny California. Oh, hello there, gents. Got Robin Cross up in Canada. Leave Stanley alone. <laughs> I had Grandpa Batman from Texas. Yolay, yolay, yolay. <laughs> and I got the Trunkler from Chirac. Woo-wee. Grandpa Batman from Thursdays and Trunkler from Saturdays combined, man. This is crazy. This is all kinds Very of crazy shit going on. Line, we man. got our wires crossed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got it. <laughs> um, so Grandpa Batman's going to recap Fan Expo Dallas 2018, and then Trunkler's going to recap uh, C2E2 2018. It's um, pretty crazy. I just realized that we have them both on the same show, and, that, and Dallas Fan Expo and C2E2 was on the same weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Only fitting. That is crazy. So you can, you can mix it and match it up too if you guys want. Like uh, you don't got to go one for another. Just like you know, just throw out the highlights, man. Like how with the cons, guys? What'd you think? I went to the Dallas Fan Expo, um, and it was kind of. I wasn't able to go all three days like I normally do. This year was a little different because I had some scheduling conflicts, so I really only could go on Saturday, which is, uh, you know, it's always the busiest day. Last year was just, you know, a nightmare uh, because they had bumped a lot of the celebrity photograph sessions to Saturday only. And um, this year they they keep bringing in more and more uh, great celebrities. And it's, it's almost like, you know, with the fan expo conventions, it's really turning more into like celebrity photo convention instead of like a comic-con that's just my opinion i don't know how it is in other places but like dallas um we don't get to see like a lot of the uh you know the new releases for you know statues and action figures at dc collectibles and marvel and all the all the manures manufacturers put out um it's mostly just like celebrity photos and then they have the uh the merchant floor and then they They've slowly been growing an artist alley, comic creators coming in like writers. For the last two years, they've actually had uh, our friend Scott Snyder come in and Greg Capullo. Best and friend. had him back this Best year. Best friend Scott right? Snyder. BFF. He, he said to tell you guys hello, loves you. Yeah. We love you too, um, Yeah, but they had uh, some other great names coming in this year that I was really excited about. And really my... Uh, my top priority this year was to get to see uh, David and Meredith Finch, and they did not disappoint. And uh, it was good talking with those two lovely human beings, and uh, got a lot of stuff signed and and had a good talk. And then, so I got there Saturday, <clears throat> and Saturday I knew because of Snyder's schedule, he posted like a couple of days earlier that I had to go to their signing table first because um they usually cap the line off really quick and i needed to get my uh 
my Dark Knight 3 issue 9 uh, Greg Capullo variant signed because that would complete my whole set of that series. So I got up and um, got on the road and drove down to downtown Dallas pretty early in the morning. And they had this fucking marathon going on <laughs> through downtown. I saw you all post these, that. Yeah, all the streets closed off and all these people running around. And the thing is, is like this cold front blew through. And I mean, it was cold, freezing temperatures. Um, it was crazy. So I actually had to park like a half a mile further back. I think I posted <laughs> like a, a rant to you guys. I was so yeah. pissed off. And uh, I had to park like a half mile further down than where I normally park. All for this stupid marathon. I don't know what it even what it was about. Finally got in the building and I thought I'd got there pretty early. There were like thousands of people already lined up and I was like, oh my God. Good. Yeah. So, I mean, the conventions in Dallas, they're really bringing in a lot of cool people, but they're just, it's, it's getting to be where it's getting to be like New York or San Diego. I mean, it, it, the crowds are just coming in more and more each year. So, you know, they let in at 10 o'clock. They start letting in people, and they start letting in the huge long line go in through the uh, the west entrance, and then they had like people in my line try to go in through the east entrance. But I saw on my map where Snyder and Capullo's table was, and I was like, no, 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 I- I'm going this way. And you know, some people tried to ask us where we're going and stuff like that, and we're like, well, we're part of this line. We're just going to go. So ah. we just walk past them. Nice and. Um, kind of ducked in between all the other thousands of people and they're you know little volunteers they're not gonna you know do anything for you or try to stop you <laughs> just muscle your way in there yeah i mean you know yeah. throwing elbows and i mean when i go to one of these conventions i am like all business oh, I'm yeah. like, i mean i i don't have time to talk or you know stuff like that i've got an agenda and a schedule and i know where I'm, i've already planned it all out and i know what i'm doing and I, I'm on a mission. Yeah. And uh, so, but it was kind of confusing when you, I got inside the the convention because they change it up every year. It, it pisses me off because they change it up every year instead of setting to, you know, to a set format and layout. So Snyder and them table was all the way in the back. And um, I had to walk through all these booths, you know, and all this stuff. And finally got there, and there was like about um, probably less than 100 people in line. And I walk in, and I get to the back, and they're like, sorry, sir, this line is already capped out. We're not taking any more. Um, it's capped off at 100. And, I mean, I had like just walked in. So, I mean, and the reason why they had it capped off is because they had a panel at like, I think, 11 o'clock. So they were doing like a small signing in the morning and then they were doing a later signing at like five o'clock in the evening after all the panels. And, um, you know, all the people in line were like, sorry, it's capped off, man. And I was like, yeah, we'll see what Scott says. Because <laughs> I know, I mean, he's not going to turn down anybody. He's, he, you know, wow. he's a super nice guy. And, uh, you know, after seeing him a few times, you know, he, he'll recognize me. And, um, they were like, yeah, right, okay, dude. And I was just like, okay, well, we'll see what happens. And I wasn't being a jerk about it, but I was just like getting my books out and getting them ready to be signed. 
a couple a couple of ladies were in line, I guess, with their husbands, and they were like, "Well, we're not getting autographs, so I mean, you could technically take our spot." And that kind of pissed off the handler. You know, the guy that was watching the line, he was like, "Okay, raise your hand if you're not here to get something signed." And a couple of people, you know, raised their hands. You know, most of them were like, um, you know, like wives or girlfriends or or kids that were with their parents. And there were like four or five people in line that that actually weren't going to get anything signed. They were just kind of standing there with, you know, whoever they came with. And he was like, "I need you to get out of line right now and just stand right here." So really, yeah. So it worked out fine. I was just like, "See, you know." So it worked out, you know, and. It's always interesting when you when you go to these conventions because you know you start talking to people online and stuff like that you know because you kind of have some camaraderie with you know what they like to read especially if you're in line for a certain you know artist or or comic creator writer and you start comparing you know stories and stuff like that and it's it's really pretty fascinating you get to know um, some of these other fellow fans and you know some of these people that were coming in from like. Los Angeles and Arkansas and all over the place just to come down for this convention. It was crazy. So after the Snyder signing, um, they had a panel next, and I, I caught you know about half of that. And you know, it was they were talking about you know, um, first they start off you know how they first started working together with the New Fifty Two stories and stuff like that, and then they went over to the creative process of Metal, and Greg was really. Um, uh, talking about how with metal, this is probably the most um, flexibility that he's been given from working with you know Scott as far as you know developing uh, not just how it looks and stuff like that, but really the storyline. And Scott mm. would say, you know, I'd get artwork back from Greg, and it'd give me new ideas, and I'd write new dialogue and and stuff like that, and you know that. A lot of times that happens with comics, you know, but it was it was cool to hear them talk about that. And they were talking about how uh, Greg designed some, you know, like the the Batman who laughs character and, and stuff like that. And how, you know, some of his previous work with uh, like the Spawn titles kind of helped do that. But also, you know, some references from movies and stuff like that. And um you know, Scott was like saying, he goes, you know, he's not the Joker. So we, we didn't want to give him a Joker, you know, that elongated chin and stuff like that. He's still Bruce Wayne, but we had to twist him so that he's different and that he comes across, you know, as, as the evil, evil Batman. Um, and then they were taking questions and I got to ask um, about the... Uh, the metal soundtrack that they there there were rumors being mentioned about that mm. and I mean Scott pretty much confirmed it he's like yeah we're we're it's something on the table and we've got some pretty uh well-known bands and artists interested in it and um yeah Scott I asked had if... recently uh, tweeted uh, about Mastodon yeah All right that's cool Oh yeah, he was talking about Mastodon, uh, Marilyn Manson, maybe Johnny Five, um, some other people. I I asked if uh, Greg would uh, contribute some of his uh, 
you know, talents to the recording, you know, maybe hook up with an artist and stuff like that. Because he's a really good guitar player. Yeah. I know, I know he posts a lot of, uh, you know, videos on his Instagram where he's, he's jamming and he says he's, you know, he's taking a, uh, a long time off comic or off guitar to focus on his comic work, but he's kind of getting his chops back again to playing. He's pretty good. I mean, he can, he can shred. So it'd be kind of cool if he got to do that. I mean, it'd be fun. So then, I mean, my day was pretty, pretty full on the schedule. So like I had to actually cut off and leave out of their panel just a little early to then go to, um, the Charlie Cox daredevil actor panel. So that was interesting. And and can't miss your Cox, man. I I love the Cox. I love the Cox. I know you guys are going to use that as a sound clip yeah. for later oh, shows. Yeah. <laughs> that little drop. Sound That's bite. Okay. Hear, hear Grandpa Batman get his fill of cocks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't and, play uh, with your cocks or he'll go blind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was, it was kind of interesting because, you know, he he's, he's British. So here's this actor that you've seen in, you know, several roles and, you know, on this very popular comic book Netflix series. And then you hear him speak in his natural voice and it's, it's just throws you, you know, just kind of, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's crazy how many British actors there are playing Americans on shows. Like you don't see a lot of the other way around, you know, American actors playing a British guy, (laughs) but it's, it's so uh, it's so huge. You know, it kind of makes me mad. Um, it kind of makes me really mad. Um, <laughs> something I don't understand. I don't want it. Um, you know, make these comic book characters great again. Really is what I want to say. <laughs> but that, who am I? I well, <laughs> I'm a voice in the sea. That, uh, I never would have guessed that Cox was British. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Like, and, um, you know, Scott, you learn something every day, don't you? Yeah, wait, Charlie Cox. Yeah, Charlie Cox is Irish. He's Irish. Well, you know, to be honest, I mean, it's kind of all the same, right? But still, British. I mean, yeah. The point is, um, he's from across the pond. Some, yeah, he's. No no offense to (laughs) any of our Irish or British listeners. We probably have to cut all this out. Yeah, he was talking about. You know, people asked him uh, what it was like cutting out this whole segment where Gramps was on because this was just a prank getting him on on Saturday. (laughs) <laughs> That's happened like three times before. I wish it was funny. Hey man, you want to taste the meat, not the heat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he was talking about uh working with John Bernthal, the Punisher, and how it was kind of scary whenever John would smile. He was like, you know, <laughs> you didn't know what to think. But you know, he was also talking about how you know, with Daredevil, it's a more serious type of character and and role like that. And <clears throat> Charlie's like a real friendly guy, and he like smiles all the time. He's one of these guys that, in his you know personal life, can't stop smiling. Everything he says, he says with a smile. So he's like, he literally had to work with the director and stuff like that, and about training himself not to smile. And uh, he also had to work with um, a legally blind man to, you know, kind of learn some of the uh, attributes and, and, 
mannerisms of someone that was blind. And um, so, you know, he, I started kind of rewatching uh, the Daredevil series. You know, it's kind of neat when you hear someone talk about how they do something and then you go back and watch it and you can notice it a little bit more. Especially like, you know, when I felt, he's talking. I felt, very ins- I felt very insensitive when you were saying that because I started, when you mentioned that he had to train with somebody who was legally blind, I, my first thought was, oh, yeah, yeah, I, that makes sense that you know, he'd want his portrayal to look authentic. And then I felt like a dick because <laughs> my thought was that he doesn't want some blind people to be watching the show and think that he didn't look very authentic. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Jeez. But, you know, he, he was just talking about how, you know, like when he would speak with this this acting coach that was blind and stuff like that, he would, you know, he would notice his eyes, even though he couldn't see, his eyes would focus on the mouth or that he would kind of turn his head, you know, to kind of focus where the, the sounds and stuff like that were, were. So I was kind of going back and watching some of the daredevil netflix thing and you know you 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 kind of pick up on that you can see him doing that um so that was kind of cool to see and then i got into uh his line for an autograph signing and uh got to talk with him a little bit he wouldn't give any uh info out but he was talking i asked him about the suit for season three and he really uh he really got excited about that so i'm hoping that there's some, uh, you know, some cool stuff coming up for season three in Daredevil. Um, how was the how was the line for uh, for Cox? Long, very long. Like in, at Fan Expo, you get uh, you guys had uh, what Ben Affleck there? Yeah, there was Ben Affleck. I, mean, um, I, was, I, I can't even imagine how many you know. But like when you said thousands when you first got there. And now knowing that you know people like Ben Affleck was there, and you know Cox was there, and the laundry list of other people, I can only I, I can't even imagine, you know, how many people were there just to go. I can't even oh. I couldn't even imagine what um, Affleck's line was like. Yeah, I mean the the celebrities that they bring in, um, they had some really good people. Michael J. Fox unfortunately had to cancel. Um, he was kind of like you know the big. Why did he cancel? Did he not feel well? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Sucks. He was he was like the main headliner, but he canceled, and yeah. Affleck kind of came in, you know, kind of wow. stepped in. They had a uh, Jeff Goldblum, who he was only there on Saturday, and I mean, people were just going nuts for yeah. him. He's huge. Um, yeah. now, do they have all these people? Is is it in the same building as? Yes. The rest of the con? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. I can see where that would be a pain in the ass. Yeah. And, uh, uh, the, the, the Fan Expo in Toronto, uh, <clears throat> we have the benefit of it encompassing two separate buildings that are attached by like a catwalk. So uh, all, the, all the celebrity stuff is in one building. And mm. the majority of the con, like all Artist Alley and all the comic vendors and all that stuff are all in the other building. So I, would I st- wish I would it was str- like that. I would stretch so hard down that catwalk. <laughs> <laughs> to and from Tom would be too sexy for his shirt. Dun 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 and run dun dun. Anyways, and they had like uh Jason Momoa. They had my uh, Chuck fucking Norris. That's crazy. Um, he was at the booth right next to Charlie Cox, so I was just, just kind of watching him while I was watching Charlie Cox. 
Uh, <laughs> what was that like? Chris- <laughs> it was nuts, man. It was, I was like, that's Chuck Norris, man. It's always, they had so many people that there's no way that you could get it all done in one day because the lines were just way too long. And that's what sucked. Yeah. I, I wish I'd, wow. you know, I wish I'd been able to go like on a Friday. Um, hmm. You know, they've got actors from Star Wars, Anthony Daniels that does um, R2D2, or I mean, sorry, C3PO. Um, wow. The new guy that does. Getting some hate mail now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know Anthony Daniels that does uh, Mr. Spock, and then um, yeah, that's the guy that does uh, No Reservations. Oh no, it's Anthony yeah. Bourdain. Never mind. Sorry, <laughs> Paul Rubens. <laughs> what? Pee Wee Pee Wee Herman was there. The Pee Wee wow. Herman. Yeah, Christopher <laughs> Lloyd. Mr. Uh, Cobblepot. That's right. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Val yeah. Kilmer was there on Friday and Sunday. Oh man. Damn. Damn, we got two Batman uh, in the house. Damn, Doc Holiday, boy. Hopefully, yeah. boy. <laughs> I didn't get to see him, though. I didn't get to see him. He wasn't there on Saturday. Grabs, uh, where, did you see any of the commotion, or did you stay away from the uh, bad flick commotion? Well, I couldn't help but kind of get close to it because that's where, you know, the celebrity tables and celebrity booths were. Uh-huh. I mean, Charlie Cox was, like, in a, um, like, at a table booth, but, like, uh, Affleck, they've got the, those guys up, like right? Affleck and right Goldblum and Samoa, right. So you don't so, even, you don't you can't see him. No. Yeah. But did you see their line? Did you see uh, Affleck's line? Yeah. How was that? Yeah. It was nuts. Yeah. It was nuts. He's yeah. he's never done he's never done um, well maybe when he was younger but I don't think since he's been big time he's ever done a convention before. No, I mean it's pretty rare that he'll do. It. I mean he'll he'll do those, you know, San Diego Comic Cons when it's like the, yeah. the movie trailer premiere and stuff yeah. like that. But he's never been like a, a con guy. Right. You know, I, I was wondering how many times you think he had to answer the question of "Are you going to come back?" Or if maybe oh. they like told him like "No questions, don't say anything, <laughs> just smile and shake his hand." Yeah, smile, say how you do, hi, hi, smile. Shake your hand, take a picture, Mac. Yeah, and get Pretty the much. fuck out of here. Yeah, I'd like to yeah. either that or I wonder about his bag tattoo. I'd like to put the uh, <laughs> like. I'd li- <laughs> I wish someone would cosplay that. Oh my god! <laughs> you mean his Bat Force tattoo that he has on his back? <laughs> yes, Bat Force Raider tattoo. If anybody's <laughs> listening to this who went to Dallas Fan Expo and actually did the uh, Affleck meet and greet, I would really love to hear what that interaction was like. If you were able to get in a question or not. I would assume that the handlers would say no questions, just say hello and then picture and that's it. But I'm sure there's got to be somebody who like was like fuck it, I'm going to yeah. ask. Yeah. <laughs> so, anybody anybody got the 411 on that? Hit us up, we want to know. Sean Risley probably already knows. <laughs> um I did get to meet uh Joe Casada. Oh. Oh nice. That's a so, fucking tough uh meet though. Usually Yeah. He's got uh Either he's not doing stuff or he's got quite the line. So, yeah, I mean, and I got um, this exclusive type of uh, Daredevil 600 variant that he did. He did like a three-pack, which shows Daredevil in his classic uh, red, original yellow, and then a Netflix uh, Charlie Cox, like the black, the black suit that he starts off the show with and um 
So I got that signed by Joe Casada, and then I took that comic over and got that signed by Charlie Cox. Nice. So, what did uh, um, what was Cox's reaction when you gave him that? Was it like kind of cool that I, I, I'm curious to know if he said anything like, you know, being an actor, you know, getting a comic book in front of you. I, I wonder what that's like. <laughs> what that, yeah, kind of, yeah he was in his face. Was he? No, he's a real personable guy. What's so funny is that he's so small. He's, I mean, he's tiny. Yeah, he was just like, hey, what have we got here? And I just, I showed him, and he was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. I like that. And, uh, and you know, talked a little bit, talked a little bit about the the, the series, uh, season three coming up. And um, I had some other art with me. I found this other art artist there that I like to cr- collect. His name's uh, Logan Pack. He did a really good um, Charlie Cox Daredevil print. And, um, you know, I was kind of showing him that I was trying to work my angle for maybe getting, uh, two signatures for the $60, but they have their handlers there that pretty much make sure that, you know, they set, they stick to one item, you know, one price, one signature. So that didn't work out. But anyway, it was, I mean, he was very personable and, and, um, you know, definitely thought that the comic was, you know, cool. Um, but he liked the, I think he liked the the larger print better because it actually shows his actual face. Very I nice. should have got that signed too, but oh well, that that would have been another sixty bucks that I didn't want to wait in line for. But um, yeah, and then after that, I just kind of walked around. Um, they had some of uh, they had like a Batmobile there. They had some uh, things from Star Wars there couple of cosplayers there um, went back and picked up a, a David Finch print um, and that was pretty much the end of my day because I had had to meet uh, Gam Gam for uh, <laughs> take her out to dinner so and what'd you guys have that was pretty much all I did we uh, we uh, went to Italian place oh okay so and what did you have I had this thing called um, Stromboli? No, 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 it's it's this it's this. I'll have to look it up. It's some kind. Yeah, yeah. Gabagool. No, it's some kind of it's some kind of chicken pasta dish. And chicken roscata or something. You know, whatever. Chicken tequila fettuccine. It's pretty good. It's got a you know chicken, then it's got um, like Italian sausage and Ooh. bow tie pasta Ba-ba-ba-ba. and like this red wine <laughs> sauce pretty good many so that was dallas con i mean i wish i'd been there three days but i try to pack it all in and you know, one uh yeah. jeffrey dean morgan was there you said no that was last year that was last year uh, did you know that he's so, so off topic but that's Jeff- an awesome segue <laughs> yeah i know jeff jeffrey dean morgan um is in that new rampage movie with the rock yeah I didn't. I might not have been paying attention. Oh, yeah, wow. I want to see that. Yeah, I I, I really want to see it a lot now because people are like saying it's really silly, but it's actually like really entertaining. I haven't given much thought to many of the Rock's last movies after I went and saw. <laughs> I paid hard earned money to go see his Hercules movie in the theater, and I mean it's cool to see the Rock, but that movie was like hot poo poo, man. 
And none of you guys have seen uh, Ready Player One? No, I gotta go see that. Uh, try if you, you have to see it in the movie theater, man. The big yeah. screen. That movie. It's fucking crazy, man. A great movie. Well, yeah. I'm kind of waiting for the hype to, to die down so I can see it and actually hear it. I'm not going into another movie like the first week <laughs> it's out. Just too much yeah. people, too many people, too much hype. Also, the um, fucking people wanna... can't keep their fucking mouth shut. Who's he? <laughs> or you can go see uh What's a happening? Quiet, a quiet place where they don't talk <laughs> for 75% of the movie. That's my kind of movie. Yeah. I heard that one's pretty good too. Got to go napping. Yeah, there is this place uh, in. They have them all over uh, Dallas and a, a couple of places like I think in Austin. They're called Alamo Draft House. Yeah, yeah, they're, big. they're building one right next to me, where I live, and they are like fucking strict as far as yeah. talking and texting during movies. Oh wow! They have really. Yeah, my- they do real cool revival showings too of like old shit, like really classic stuff and cult stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Like anniversary stuff. Yeah, they do that they, the whole time. They team up with Mondo. That's right, yeah. They'll have like exclusive prints just for like these, you know, old old movies like that. It's pretty cool. I'm excited. Very nice. All right, Gramps. Um so on the same exact day. Uh, same exact weekend. Tr- Trunks, you want me to hold your beer? Well, the whole time I'm at the Dallas Con, I'm like checking the the message, and I'm like, damn, he's he's kicking ass at this con. Well, yeah. no, you know what it is. Like he he they that con your con had certain guests, and his con had certain guests. You know, right. it's kind of split. It's really what happened. Yeah. I think Fan Expo is quickly becoming... It is a mess. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think Fan Expo, is, Fan Expo is quickly becoming the con you go to for, like, huge name, like, uh, pop, like, culture, television, movies. And that's, like, what people are gravitating towards for that. And then uh, C2E2, I think, is still um, kind of, like, retailers and uh, publishing. Uh, those. That's where those guys are going. So it's kind of like you uh, had... It's weird. There's... There, there's a big contrast, though, between Fan Expo Dallas, what that sounds like, and the Fan Expo in Toronto that I go to. Is it by the same people? It's, it sounds night Same mm-hmm. house, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they, they book the same uh, the same people. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm wondering how... Like, th- that must be like... I mean, I guess in, in what you have, which is nice, is that there's not the competition of having like another major con that happens right in the same exact month. So you guys get everything. Yeah, well... Sometimes there are other cons that happen at the same time, but yeah, my first thought when I realized that Scott and Gramps were both going to a con the same weekend, well, that's a mess. So that's two major cons at the same time that would have been competing for for guests. Well, Snyder did C2E2 on Friday and then flew and got into Dallas and... Did Dallas on Saturday. That's yeah, crazy. That sucks. That's yeah. Okay, Scott, take it away. We go trunkler. <clears throat> well, um, let's see. C2E2, I went all three days. Um, Friday, the con opens the same time as I'm sure most cons do at 10 a.m. Friday, I got there at about a quarter to eight in the morning. Um, there are already a couple hundred people in line. But um, the, the, 
the cool and thing that's was, Scott, but if anyone wants to know how it went down that first morning, it was something like Chicago, baby. I proceed. So, what I really liked about this year was that uh, it wasn't as busy as it's been in the previous couple of years with, uh, you know, with peop- uh, people that are going to the con. And I found out that, I guess, Walker Stalker Con was happening right across the street and some other Walking Dead convention was going on. So I think a lot of people went to those two as well or went to those instead. Um, the, the original lineup was Adam Hughes was going to be there. And I always use, I try and wait to about the week of or week before to start pulling anything that I want to get signed. Because, you know, they, they announced Adam Hughes. And then about two weeks before the con, he had canceled. I found out that uh, he had deadlines he had to do. He was really bummed about canceling, but he couldn't come. And I swear to God, like, the, the day after, bam, they told they announced that Jock was going to be there. Two days later, bam, Sean Murphy was going to be there. I was like, oh, fuck. You know, now, now I'm all, you know, I'm, I'm even more excited now. So Friday... Uh, they gave out uh, Jim Lee was there for one for literally one hour. Huh. Um, I didn't get you had to get a band a wristband to go see him. I I was about the it was about I was about three or four people behind when they cut it off for Jim Lee. So um, they were giving out Jim Lee wristbands and uh, Brian uh, Bendis wristbands because he just I just got announced that he's coming to DC and taking over uh, Man of Steel, I believe, or starting the Man of Steel series. Um, so when the gates open and like what Graham said, Friday, uh, Friday is strictly business. I am there for one goal and one goal only to <laughs> get stuff signed, talk to people, um, and uh, you know, half uh, my goal was, okay, Friday, all business, maybe the first half of Saturday is going to be business. And then, you know, spend the rest of Saturday and Sunday kind of just, if I see anybody, cool. If not, you know, I'm enjoying myself walking around, looking at stuff. So Friday rolls around. They open up the gates. And I, I just walked straight to where Tom King was. Because I knew that Tom King was going to be a big uh, big ticket, you know, a big line. Um, I was about fourth or fifth in line. Went up to Tom King. He saw, I was wearing the Bat Force shirt. He recognized it. I was like, oh, shit, you guys are the Batman experts. Um he asked me, he's like, so wh- which villain do you want to see next? Wh- come on, tell me, tell me. <laughs> I, I told him, shit, man, I'd love to see a Mr. Freeze arc or a, a good Scarecrow. And he's like, all right, all right, I'll jot that down. And he's talking to, you know, Clay Man was right there. Uh, Tom King is cool as hell. Um, he is. So uh, Tom King, cool as hell. Um, they were doing, you know, uh, first two or three signatures for free, and the rest of it was $5 a signature. Um I went. At, I mean, the, the, that, there's a guy there that does that. Does the five dollars go to a Tom King's uh, art fund where he gets to go to art school to <laughs> improve the sketches on his books? No, when it, when he goes to art school, it's to teach the class. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so I mean, I, I I you know paid a couple. You know, I pay I paid for two signatures, and when I got up there, Tom King ended up signing 
a lot more than what I officially had paid for. Um, so I had some books under my arm. I took some out, you know, the ones that I, you know, the two freebies and the, the two that I paid for. He's like, oh, what's that under your arm? I said, oh, it's just a couple issues. Um, you know, I'll, um, I'll come back to you have a long line. He's like, no, 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 man. He's like, give me that shit. And he, you know, starts pulling out the bags and signing them. So, I mean, that, that was a real cool experience to actually meet Tom King, um, you know, talk some Batman, talk about his Mr. Miracle series. And then literally, he was in, he was at, he was at table A17, right behind, like right across from him, Tim Sale. I literally, Signed my, got myself signed by Tom King, bullshit with him and Clay Man, and literally took three <laughs> steps over, and I was fourth in line to Tim, to Tim Sale. All right, Tom um, King, enough of this bullshit. I gotta go talk to this legend across the aisle. <laughs> um, Tim Sale. I mean, he he was really cool. Um, another cool guy. Um, he's New Yorker, right? All, he, he doesn't. I think he is. No, dude, Seattle. Oh shit! Originally, Pacific yeah. Northwest or, or somewhere. I, I think Seattle was somewhere in, in Washington State, but then he like lived in live or lives in California oh, now. Okay. Explain oh. the cool weirdness. The, to, the real to lady. Yeah, he 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 is a he is a quirky fun guy. Sounds yeah. Seattle. Yeah. Well, um, I will say this though. Um, Tim Sale at, at conventions, he's he doesn't like really he doesn't like shaking hands. Um. Because, well, when I went to go shake his hand, he's like, well, I'd prefer the fist bump because, you know, I'm an artist. And, you know, by shaking so many people's hands, by the end of the convention, my hand starts hurting. It cramps up. Um, of course, after, I, you know, he signed a couple things, we were talking. I was, you know, I was on cloud nine. So I went ahead and just reached out my hand, reached my hand out and shook his hand. Oh, as God. soon as I got done, I was like, oh, shit, sorry. He just and fucking like, oh, told no, you, man. Trunk all, Jesus gave him a fuck, gave him a pa- <laughs> Gave him a fucking pound, huh? Fucking. Oh, yeah. Next, next, next uh, time, next time, just caress his thigh. <laughs> That's Tim. Tim Sale um, saying that he doesn't want to shake hands is a really nice way of saying you look fucking filthy, Trunkler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that like, I know you just ate a greasy deep dish. I don't want to touch your shit. <laughs> <laughs> your fucking pe- pepperoni pizza <laughs> grease <laughs> hand. <laughs> Maybe Tim Sale is just throwing up gang shirt. signs all day and shit. You know. Yeah. With Takashi. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't want to show. He doesn't want you to see his hand tattoos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it says Marvel on it. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, it probably does. Matter of fact, um, it says J E F J E P H with a heart around it. That's what it says. Oh, so thirty minutes. So about thirty forty five minutes after they open the gates, I've already gone through T- Tom King, Clayman, Tim Sale. Um, Sean Murphy wasn't was only going to be there Saturday and Sunday, so I said, okay, you know, I can deal with, I can see him tomorrow. So you had to um, get something to eat, though, didn't you, Trunks? <laughs> oh, I no, I, I'll be honest with you. When when um my my wife made me a, a sandwich, nice the night before. So when I you know was being in line for two hours, I ate the sandwich in line. Um, fucking trooper, open. man. That's a professional then, right there. You're a fucking trooper, um, man. Once they once they once the con once they open the doors of the con, I I, I have a water bottle with me and that's it. Maybe Fucking when I go hydrated, to the car, nice. Maybe when I go to the car to drop off a load, and <laughs> first off, I'll grab a banana. Pull <laughs> some load off the car. <laughs> Sorry, let, let, let me rephrase that. When I go drop off a load of bananas, <laughs> I chew. I eat a banana on my way back, but. Other than that, I don't. I don't eat at the con. I don't. You know, 
Because, I mean, uh, it's uh, all uh, business, boy. Is, uh, uh, you know, 20 ounce Coke is $3. So, you know, I, I don't need that in my life. So, $3? That's um, like one eighteenth like your way to a Mezco. Yeah, Oof. fuck. Oh, um, so yeah, I, I, I don't either, you know, I don't buy any food or beverages at, at conventions, um, or at the con. Uh, let's see. Then I, um, uh, Chris Claremont was there, another big name. Um, I went, I did go see, uh, Miss, uh, Joelle Jones. Um, you know, uh, talk to her about her work, um, Ended up buying a print. I think that she. I was hoping that she wouldn't think I was a stalker. And here's why. <laughs> I saw her on Friday. I saw her, on I Friday saw her in her hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I want her to know that she was there. And then that night I was across through with binoculars. I don't know if she saw me. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I went back later and I bought a, a print that she had. It was um, a limited edition, 100 prints of Catwoman. Standing in the mirror, and she's kind of like the cover. The cover of what is it, forty four, where she's got the black dress on, and she's looking in the mirror, and the mirror is oh, her. Yeah, that's that really good. Um, so I got that, and then uh, you know I, I did see her again, but I sent the picture of it to to you guys and and Kick and Legends. Oh my God! Like he's like he sends me a message saying how big's the print. I don't fucking know, man. I mean, it's bigger than normal prints. So, me go home. So, that night I went home and put some prints next to each other so you could see how big it was. And then Saturday, he's like, well, I'm still thinking about it. Um, does she have any left? So, I kind of walked by her table. She had some. You know, she saw me. She waited. I said, you know, hi, how you doing? And finally, Sunday, he's like, well, can you send me another picture of it? Fuck, for sakes, man. So, <laughs> I, I saw her. I had her. I saw her three times or at the DC booth to have her sign something. Um, I, I I saw her at her table to sign something. I walked by her table to buy a print. I walked by her table again to see if she had prints. I walked by her table a fifth time to take a picture of the fucking print, and then I had to <laughs> see her a sixth time that she buy the print. So I'm like, oh my god, she probably thinks I'm some stalker. Yeah, uh, she does. Yeah, she probably does. So she probably gave me a. Uh, She's not wrong. <laughs> um, Joel Jones is super nice, guys. I mean, she's friendly she jokes around she actually was kind of when it was announced um that she was doing catwoman one um first of all they had a panel that was on the live stage um i caught i caught kind of towards the end of it because her and tom king were talking about uh the rules and engagement story arc and the, the meeting for the wedding and when they announced that she was doing catwoman that she was going to be doing writing and art of catwoman the whole place blew up, and she's she was excited. She wanted to t- she wanted to spill the beans, but she's like, I I can't. I, I so badly because mm. she it's one of those things that you know you know this big secret and you just can't tell anybody. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, so then you know that I, I did a lot of my business on Friday, Saturday. Actually, I got I left my I woke up at about four thirty in the morning. Um, Left my house right around six six thirty. Got to Chicago about six forty. About probably about six forty five seven o'clock. Um, now this year they had metal detectors, so you had to stand in line for metal detectors. And then when they allow people to go through, 
half the people went to get a Tom King band and a Bendis band. Well, I already had seen Tom King. I take I, I had all my business on Friday, so I just bypassed all that, and now I was first in line to go to the doors. I made a beeline straight to Sean Murphy because I figured, you know, first time, you know, hasn't been to Chicago in forever, and he's going to be a big ticket name. So went to Murphy. Um, Murphy is one of the coolest motherfuckers I've met. I mean, when, when he saw the shirt, I started, I was talking to him about, you know, the bad force and everything. He was just as giddy to, to, to talk as I was meeting him. He's like, oh, yeah, you know. Um, he, he's heard about us. He, uh, he was happy. Um, just a really cool guy. He had some cool ass prints. Uh, we talked about Tokyo ghost and I had to get, of course, some white knight cover sign. Um, let's see, uh, did write some stuff down. Um, then I eventually, uh, then I still wanted to go see Jacques. Um, Jacques actually, <laughs> He was with the, his handler there. Also does uh, does some stuff for, for Miller too at some cons. Um, and I overheard them talking about how Frank Miller talked to this handler about when um, Jock's uh, Master Race cover came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, find you know contact Jock. I I want that I want that piece of art in my house. Damn. So they talked to Jock, and Jock was like. Damn! If I would have known, I would have tried to trade that for like a piece of DKR art or something. Um, but unfortunately, Jacques had, had already sold it. Um, Get it back! I said, "Well, who'd you sell it to? I, I want it. Who'd you sell it to?" He sold it to this guy, and after right after the guy bought the original art, the guy either went uh, went overseas or he was deployed overseas, and somehow. And Jacques doesn't, you know, they didn't say how they they found this guy, but they found this guy in another country. And when the guy came back to America, basically met with Miller. Miller said, uh, "Here's a check. How much? How much do you want for that art?" Which Jacques was, you know, floored that Craig Miller loved his, you know, loved that piece of art so much that he actually found where this guy was living or where he was deployed. Maybe he was from the mil, you know, in the military, overseas. Stayed, stayed in contact with this guy until he got home to America and then had a meeting with the guy and basically just wrote him a check right then and there for Jock's original art. Wow. Uh, I, th- I thought you were going to say the, the guy got back to the country and had an unfortunate accident. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also, uh, the guy was saying that Frank Miller also bought uh, Jim Lee's original art for Dark Knight 3. Um <clears throat> had to hang in his house. And something that kind of surprised Jacques and his handler and myself was he really, really loved Bad Star's original art for her cover. Nice. So Love Babs. Miller and the handler went just went straight up to Babs and the guy was like, Yeah, um Frank Mil- hey Babs, um yeah, you know Frank Miller, right? Um yeah, he wants to buy your original art. And they said that she almost like fainted right then and there. Like Imagine having such an icon like Frank Miller come up to you and say, "You know what? Um, yeah, Frank Miller, he really likes your art, man, and uh, he wants to buy it from you. He wants to hang it in his in his house." So that that, that, that was pretty cool. Um, let's see. I mean, like I said, they announced the uh, Catwoman one by Joel Jones. Um, 
saw Jacques Gleason, Frank Cho, who does a lot of the uh, variant covers for Harley Quinn. Um, Tyler Kirkham was just at a at a booth. He wasn't at he wasn't in Artist Alley. Um, got to talk with him. He was a real real nice guy. He's drawn a commission, and you want to stop by and talk, he'll talk to you, sign stuff. Um, I don't think of who else. I mean, pretty much by noon, one o'clock on Saturday, my business was done. Um, so I went back to my car, and then it hit me that Klaus Jansen was there. So I got a couple of, a couple of stuff that I had in my car. And Klaus was actually at the DC booth, so I went there. And the DC booth was a free signing, and the guy in front of me asked him about the future of Dark Knight Returns. You know that 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 universe. And Klaus basically said that, you know, they've been, him and Frank have been talking. They've been talking with DC about a new story. I, I don't know if it's the same as that Carrie Kelly story, but he said, um, he said basically, if DC allows them to do this story, it's going to blow the socks off you. Like, mm. you'll, you'll be ecstatic. It'll be something like something that you haven't seen before. So that kind of, you know, that kind of got me all giddy too. <laughs> but I mean, Klaus, another super nice guy. Um, yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> that's about it. I mean, walked around, um, bought a few, uh, bought a few comics. Um, stopped by Greg Horn's table and uh, or his booth. Uh, he's Tr- the guy that chunks. That, you get that first appearance of Deadshot. <laughs> yes, sir. Did you? That you did. Fuck sake. Yeah. That was the book you said oh, you were going to go after eight. something, right? Oh yeah, well yeah, I, uh, I saw that, and I, you know, originally I saw uh, Catwoman Fifty One, that famous Adam Hughes cover, and I have a copy, but it's not the best of copies. This guy wanted one twenty five for it, um, but I, I didn't really want to. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I didn't, I didn't feel like hanging with the guy. So, but then I walked to another table, and the guy had the first, excuse me, first, uh, first appearance of Deadshot. So, I ended up picking up that one. Um, let's see, I got a better copy of uh, Year Two, where Batman's, you know, the part one where Batman's holding the gun. I also went and uh, I did find Batman Two Forty Four. Uh, that famous cover of Batman and Raj al Ghul shirtless and he's laying on the ground with what appears to be a sword stuck in them. It's uh, the covers by um, Neil Adams. Uh, Raj al Ghul standing over him holding the bat suit. I, did, I also picked that up. Um, I went by, uh, like I said, Greg Horn's table. If anyone doesn't know who he is, he's the guy that made that uh, Dark Knight's Metal um, with the Batman Who Laughs and Harley Quinn. Um, holding a bat, holding a like kind of like she's holding a mask, and then there's another cover where she's holding the mask up to her face. So just holding it with an evil grin. Uh, I did pick up one of those. Um, I mean, shit. Um, other than that, I mean, bought some prints from Aunt Lucia. Uh, I that's how you pronounce his name. Um, I mean, it was it was a, it was a great time. Um, the thing with C two E two is that they don't like what Gramps was saying about how they change it up every year. They move stuff around. 
they don't do that. They don't do that here. I mean, Artist Alley is always in the same area. Um, the vendors are on one side. The autographs for celebrities is in the back of the convention. So um, then they, they run a really nice show. Uh, everything is well organized. That's about it, man. I mean, it, it, was, it was awesome. So no, like said, no, no deep dish this year with some uh, interesting characters. <laughs> no, 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 no deep dish. By the time I got to the car, my feet were hurting, and yeah, uh, I was. I mean, with the with the famous people, I mean the celebrities, I really didn't have interest. I mean, they had people like that, like Batista, who was Drax. Um, they had a couple other people from Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, R.L. Stein was there. Um, uh, some people from, I don't even know, some like cosplay acting group. I don't know. They had a huge fucking line. <laughs> um, but I mean, other than that, there wasn't really uh, wasn't too many other well-known celebrities that I know of because I really, you know, I went through the list real quick and nothing really jumped out at me. So I just mm. stuck to what I usually do. I nice mean, boy. So yeah, I mean it was uh it was great to uh another good year. Um you know, got to see artists that I you know that I follow on Instagram and go talk to them and pick up some friends. Mm. I mean I didn't have anything for Bendis to sign, so I you know, I didn't have to do a mad dash to get a to get a wristband <laughs> or to stand in line for hours at the D C booth. I mean you know, I stayed there until they closed at 7 o'clock. And mm. Sunday, like, <laughs> Saturday, I wake up. I, my wife, the night, Friday night, my wife's like, so what time you leave in the morning? What time should I set my alarm? I, I told her, set your alarm for 5 in the morning. Mm. like, really? I That's said, like two alarm. hours later than you usually get up, though. So, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, so I, she's like, what time are you waking up? I said, well, I'm going to wake up at four, about 4.15, 4.30 in the morning. She goes, are you serious? Well, you got to go in there and turn the lights on for them? I mean, what the fuck are you doing there for? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, get in that car. You don't, like, you know, I'm like, honey, you don't know. I mean, mm. Saturday, like I said, I mean, each day I woke up, I left before the sun rose. So. Fucking hell. That's Shame crazy, man. I, I, I have it on, I have, like, a video to prove that he, uh, was, you know, <laughs> I don't know. He was he was not playing this year, man. So shout out to the Chicago hey, I, baby. He, he he was ready, man. He was ready. I get I get up uh I get up at about eight o'clock on on con days. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. See, I mean, early things for me. If if you show up if you show up at C two E two at eight o'clock in the morning or nine o'clock, then I mean. And I mean, if you're not, if you're, if you're, if you're going just to kind of go and absorb everything, now you're there on a mission, then great. I mean, you know, you can show up even after it opens. But unfortunately, you know, if you if you're going there for business, especially the first two days, then I mean, if you show up at eight o'clock, then you're already you know 300 people in line. Yeah. Um, so. Fucking hell. Nice, nice recaps, boys. Uh, a lot of things in the. Oh, you guys covered the Joelle Jones taking over the Catwoman. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, uh, doing a Catwoman run, so she's gonna be drawing and writing this run. Yes, sir. Right? And it's an ongoing. It's not a limited, but an ongoing, as we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, so that's really exciting. That just shows how popular Catwoman is and or has been ever since the Tom King run that they they bring in her back, bring in uh, an ongoing back, which is really good. And especially well, if it's handled right, it's going to be really, it's really yeah. exciting, you know. And that's and to me, that's the that's giving Joel giving someone who um, you know that big of a character is kind of you know, speaks for itself, you know. What I'm yeah. Saying? I mean, Joel Jones has done, has done other stuff, but mm. I believe this. I believe her doing Batman was her first DC book. Mm. I know she did some other. Stuff like Lady Painkiller, I believe, but uh, yes, Lady Killer you. was her Lady Killer was her main thing. Uh, it was a, a Dark Horse series. Oh, okay. You guys uh, know anybody who might be excited about a, a ongoing Catwoman title? I can't think of one. <laughs> not, not, I can't think of anybody. Not even uh, a group of people. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, don't talking about. The Jake Gyllenhaal confirms that he is not playing Batman. Cool. Thank God. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Um, Stan Lee's being held hostage. Stan Lee's. He, what? I said Stan Lee's being held hostage. I thought you said he's thinking of hospice. I'm like, what? Oh my God. Fucking Jesus. <laughs> no, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. So that. So like the image is circulating around uh, this last. What was it? What con was this? Was this Expo or C2E2 or no, Stan Lee? It wasn't even. It was like. So Oh my god, like Salt Lake City? It was like a What? What was it? It wasn't even the main okay. No, it was like it was like I don't even know what con it was. It was not that it wasn't as big as either of those two. But it was probably Anyway man, you know what? Pictures don't lie, man. Video that that video, video don't lie. That man does not look like he should have been there no. signing autographs. He Did... he looked he looked unhealthy. He yeah. looked unhappy. Did anybody he looked like read, he was on the verge of a breakdown. Did anybody read that uh, Hollywood Reporter article? Which one? The uh, There was a big, they, ho- uh, big Hollywood Reporter article where they talked in detail about what's, what is suspected to be going on behind the scenes with uh, the people around him. Mm. So long, mm. long story short, his daughter, who's in her 60s, um, has been kind of like just she she's never worked she's never been married uh stan and his wife had paid for her everything her entire life her mortgage her cars her clothing everything they would give her an allowance of like however much a month and she would always go over between like 10 to twenty thousand dollars a month she would spend um and she was always calling and demanding more money and she sounds really unstable like she obviously has some mental health issues that she's never addressed um, she's like very volatile, like calls him screaming on the phone, asking for more money. So he had an, a manager for the, like the last like 15 years or so, whose name was Max Anderson. And, um, you know, a lot of people knew this guy, a lot of people liked him and he was kind of like a streetwise kind of guy, you know, um, who was very savvy with making sure Stan, you know, got paid for appearances and stuff. And, uh, the last 15 years or so he'd been helping Stan around the appearance circuit being like kind of like a road manager for him and I don't know if you guys noticed at any of the cons that you went to in in about that time but uh, they started this thing called like the Stan Lee like uh, museum which would be just kind of like a walkthrough of a bunch of memorabilia that I guess he owned um, that had ties to like Marvel or all of his 
um, you know, things that he created. And I always thought it was kind of like, all right, well, that's kind of weird. But I think you paid like a couple dollars to get into it. Um, but I always thought that was kind of weird. It's like, well, I mean, who gives a fuck what that is? Everyone's here to see Stan Lee, not really like a Stanley Museum. But there would always be a line for it, and people were always going to it. So apparently, the daughter got pissed when she found out that this guy, Max Anderson, was taking a cut from not only Stan's appearances, but also um, that museum. So apparently, Max would like take a percentage from uh, working with Stan for the appearances, but then he would take like the majority of the entrance fees to the Stanley Museum walkthrough. And the daughter got like super pissed off about that. And she convinced Stan to basically fire Max because he was, you know, stealing from him or whatever. Um, he also had a manager get fired. And then some other guy who was kind of like, uh, I guess they call him a, uh, just some dude, I mean, the confidant. And uh, there's this new dude, I forget his name, but this is the guy that everyone's been talking about who sounds like a fucking dirtbag. Um, and his main thing has been, he's been involved with getting, um, he, he, before he met Stan Lee or the way he met Stan Lee was he's into dealing memorabilia and like things that like Michael Jackson used to own and like, um, other Hollywood celebrities, including like Marilyn Monroe. So he's like a high end memorabilia dealer, which I don't know if you ever, if you guys ever met memorabilia dealers, like, do you guys know anybody who is a memorabilia dealer? Like... They're hustlers. They're not like your. They're not your typical like office job type people. They're hustlers. These these people are, you know. I'm not saying good or bad. I'm just saying they're the type of person that has like the ear on the ground. They're always looking for an opportunity to you know to make money or whatever. But this guy sounds like a dirtbag who is into high end memorabilia dealing, who just looks for opportunities to make money off of whoever, and somehow he got like the type of person that would. Go to get Frank Miller's water bottle out of the trash. Yes, the ty- yes, <laughs> the type of person that would that would stand in line, that would cut in the line of a hundred people to get multiple things autographed by one one oh. person, and not care about the people behind them in line. But uh, this dude oh. apparently, um, his interest now lies in acquiring um, the property, the property, the intellectual properties. So he's trying to get when Stan passes. What they're saying is that this guy's trying to get his way into Stan's will to own and take over Stan's intellectual properties because the only people that are left uh, that he's related to really is his daughter. So the daughter and this guy are in cahoots, basically like bleeding Stan Lee of what he's got left, you know, and they've fired a bunch of different people. There's been lawyers that have come and gone. Everyone who used to be this person that was like, you know, trusted to work with Stan, they've all been fired. By the daughter and by this other guy who now have like, um, like legal, legal, like ta- you know, legal overseeing abilities for Stan. And there's been a couple of videos that have been released where the biggest thing was at the end of February, there was this big contract or this big thing written out that was signed by Stan Lee and was witnessed by a notary that uh, was drawn up by a lawyer saying that um, the three people previously who were working closely with Stan, including his current manager, this douchebag guy, were taking advantage of him and, and making him feel uncomfortable and threatening him. And it's online. They published it in the Hollywood Reporter. There's this like ten page um like ten page contract saying that, 
you know, I don't, Stanley feels threatened. He feels he wants to distance himself, distance himself from these people and all this stuff. And he signed it at the very end saying that he agreed to it. And so that got out. And when that got out, um, that manager guy started going after people who he believes um, was like influencing Stan to say those things. And he started threatening them. One of them being this like nurse that used to care for Stan Lee. And uh, this guy has like dirt on her and was basically saying like, if you, if you agree or if you tell anybody in the media, like what's been going on, like I'm going to let this dirt out on you. Um, so this guy is just he like, he has her P tape. He's got something. I think she had like a baby out of wedlock or something. And like, I don't know what it was, but it was just, oh, it's just so crazy. And you're reading and it's so sad. Like there's just all these vultures and opportunists that are now around Stanley. And the saddest part is uh, Neil Adams wrote an open letter about it. And there's been a couple of people, including in the article, who have said that Stan Lee is, like, the sweetest guy. He's, like, super, like, old school, well-mannered, very polite, sweet guy who is, like, way too gullible and way too naive to smell people who are just using him. So there's been multiple situations where, like, um, people around him have had to step in when they feel that someone's taking advantage of him because he's, like, very susceptible to, like, please you and want to give you what you want, including when this information came out into the media, his manager was like, well, I want you to make a video saying that you condemn all this stuff, that it's not true. So there's also videos out there of him recently coming out and saying, there's all these rumors about me not being healthy and not being happy. I just want to take the time to say it's not true. But, like, if you listen to the beginning of some of those tapes you hear the manager counting down from like five, four, three, two, one, go. So he's in the room making Stan say these things. And it's just crazy. Like recently he had like two million two like two million dollars just went missing or something out of his bank account and they can't they still can't trace to where it went. Um all this crazy shit, man. So there's you know, it, once that report was published, all these celebrities and all these people who are in the comic industry, started kind of voicing their concern. Neil Adams, you know, um, Kevin Smith. Uh, I saw Ben Temple Smith has, has been tweeting a lot about it. Um, Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane went to visit him. It's just nuts, dude. So hopefully, like, mm. there's some legitimate elder abuse reports that get filed. And they, you know, sadly, it's his daughter, but she sounds fucking crazy, man. And she probably mm. has no business being around an elderly person if she's going to be acting that way. So they just gotta get yeah. Like Max, Max getting fired is the worst thing for Stan because Max was the guy that took care of Stan at cons. Uh, if Stan needed a rest, Max was the reason why Stan would be gone from the con for a few hours, or yeah. uh, a, a panel would get pushed back a couple hours, you know, what have you, because Max would recognize when Stan needed to to go back to the hotel and and get some rest time and reschedule things rather than make them so like that one video that uh that got out uh someone just you know walking up to stan's booth and you can see where they're you know instructing him sign right here sign right here write your name and yeah. the accounts of people having waited in line i've i've seen i've seen that people were waiting in line for nine hours yeah. So it's nine hours of Stan sitting there signing. That's ridiculous. Damn. Yeah, it's just terrible. He's, dude, Damn. he's 95. Like, 95-year-olds aren't supposed to be out of the house for, like, 
nine hours, let alone being working. It's just crazy. So that means, yeah, it's, you know, free Stan Lee, man. It's crazy. I heard they even putting ketchup on his dog. You heard that, Scott? Don't, I mean, I don't even want to. <laughs> I don't even want to joke about that. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> it's like anything but that. But anyways, <laughs> add a way to bring down the mood of the podcast, hey guys. Free stand. Well, Free you stand. know, people should know though about uh, yeah. what's going on because that ain't cool, man. Yeah. For anyone, not just because it's a celebrity, but any nobody should be like treated like I lost his wife. Yeah, less and less, you know, within the year, and like he can't, you know, he's he's down because he can't really read anymore because his vision shot, and like you know, they fucking got him like a circus monkey, fucking yeah. signing. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. He can't even spell his own fucking name. You could see it in the videos. He's yeah. like. It's crazy, man. So, so know, if anybody's if anybody's thinking of going and getting something, you know, I would think twice about looking into Stanley appearances in the very near future because, you know, that's the kind of thing that you don't want to support anymore because it's not it's not like I don't think Stan's the one that's putting that stuff on anymore. It's people around him who are forcing him to do it, and somehow convincing him that it's his idea. So, you know, hopefully everybody got the comics they wanted signed signed because it doesn't look like this yeah. should be going on for much longer. Sure, you wouldn't but, want Hank Hill grilling uh, after ninety-five years of age. No, you know, unless they get that futuristic propane going, maybe. But uh, uh. yeah, <laughs> that's. But, uh, any more news before this? I think that was the big, the biggest right. stuff for the most part. News before the comic stuff. News, news, news. All right. Uh, anyone? So you guys were Batman forty-five. Batman forty-five. Booster Gold, Booster Gold must die. Did this really happen? (laughs) Yes. Like, there's no. So Booster Gold went with Skeet. Skeet traveled back in time to make sure that Batman's parents weren't killed. Spoilers, by the way. So they're living in a, they're living in a reality where Batman's parents were not killed. Yes. And now, you have Hal trying to shoot himself in the head with a green construct, and there's like Jokers everywhere, like gangs. Yeah. Uh, like, well, well this this, uh, <laughs> this story this story booster alludes to it towards towards the end of the issue. This this story is a take on Superman Annual number eleven uh, right. from nineteen eighty five. Uh, it was an issue by Alan Moore, mm. and uh, <laughs> if Krypton didn't issue, explode, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. So that story starts with uh, Batman, Robin, and Wonder Woman showing up at the Fortress of Solitude. And this black orchid is you know, uh, wrapped around Superman, and it has him in like this trance almost, and he's he's having like sort of dreams, seeing this other reality where you know if if his life didn't go the way it was, so if Krypton didn't uh, get destroyed, he didn't get shipped off to Earth. So you know he he sees the life he could have had, but then it makes him. Uh, appreciate the life that he does have instead and you know, the, the things that he would miss of it yeah. right so the, yeah. the story is a take on that but it's yeah. boost, boosters yeah. dumbass thinking that he can because he's trying to you know batman and catwoman are getting married so he's like all right i gotta get what do i get the guy who's got everything and he thinks back to yeah, that. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna show and you what the, the title the title of that superman story was for the man who has everything yeah mm. <laughs> I thought this issue was And so this good. one's called The Gift. It's basically his gift to Batman for their wedding is to show him how bad the world might be if his parents actually didn't die. 
So hey, you don't feel so bad, buddy. And yeah. then uh, Bruce Wayne break Bruce Wayne breaks Skeet, so he can't go back and change it. it so they're losing this really. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's weird. And Duke is like brain dead, and he's yeah, like, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he had a he looks <laughs> got like that. He, yeah, he's got like a, a lobotomy scar, and he's drooling. And so someone's talking to him. Um, it's not revealed yeah. yet who who might be. It's not so. funny, but that image is pretty, pretty. Yeah, that's oh, funny. Humorous. I don't think there's and many that, people with lobotomies anymore. Has... You're not going to offend him. For that, we see. Uh, we also see Tim Drake is uh, working in uh, an engineering, some engineering department of Wayne Enterprises. Yeah. In a cubicle, yeah, and, uh, and Jason Todd has his own tire company. Yeah, <laughs> and Jason Todd tires, and it's kind of funny yeah. because the whole thing was he was trying to steal the what the hubcaps from the Batmobile when yeah. they first. Well, he 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 was stealing the the tires off the Batmobile. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't trying; yeah. he was doing it. <laughs> he goes, "We're here at Jason Todd Tires." Uh, are as tired as you or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah. It's guaranteed uh, to kill funny. the Joker. Tom, King. Tom King's like, just, eh, we just fuck. Let me have fun with this one. <laughs> I, I think, like, uh, oh, another good thing about this issue that I loved so much was that I felt like it was channeling the inner trunkler where Booster kept making fun of the dialogue that uh, Batman and Catwoman have had the whole arc where it's like, ooh, bat, yeah. oh, cat, ooh, bat, yeah. oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, is, that is pretty good. Ellie Tom King could take the piss out of I love That's it. Pretty dude. Funny. It's so good. Weird, weird oh. issue, but you know, like if you're a Booster Gold fan, then oh, you're probably cracking really? up because this was a this is just strange, oh. man. How about that one page where um, you see Bruce Wayne dancing with his mother? Um, I guess it was his parents' anniversary, wedding anniversary, and all of a sudden you see in the background you see two little dots. And it gets closer. Yeah. And it's Booster Golden Skeets. All of a sudden, Booster just breaks the glass. Hey, Batman! Yeah. Bruce Wayne. Hey, and Bruce Wayne. He's correct, some Bruce Wayne. I got you a present. Yeah, he's a fucking moron. I love it. Just, uh, what do you guys Weird. think of Tony Daniels' art? Am I pretty good? It looked Daniels great. Art, yeah. It, uh, it, yeah. yeah, it it really works for this issue. Yeah, I think the guy's uh, watch, watching his... In, yeah, he's, he's a... yeah, the the style of his, uh, his Dick Grayson Batman in this. your language. Movies. Sort of in that that uh, yeah. scrap your suit with uh, you know with guns and whatnot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Batman has more guns and grenades and stuff like that. As if that's not overdone at this point. Just like here we go, more guns. Uh, but the art's cool. Weird issue, but you know, definitely a filler. No <laughs> way. No way, dude. Fucking... This is way better than a filler. Uh, yeah. This this is this is yeah. this is going in a direction that's contract contrasting what the. Batcat has been doing, and it's purposely, like it's 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 taking what he was been doing, and it's like I know there's people. Well, I don't know if he's doing this, but it's, it felt to me it's like I think he's just making fun. Of, I think he's like addressing everything that's been made fun of what he's a, been writing so in far in an interesting way. He he knows how to play both sides of the field, or yeah. the fence, or whatever. Like yeah, you know? I so, it's definitely not filler because he's got more coming with the things that he left kind of on a, um, you know, kind of kind of hanging. Talking, I like it though. It keeps you on. <laughs> you your must toes. come up with the shit at last. But uh, it's cool. I like how he's going through every character. We got Freeze coming up, don't we? So like, he's just uh, yeah. he's going through the, the gallery. So that's cool. Well, and he even you even saw a little interaction with Rajal Ghul and Talia. Yeah, that was kind of cool. They fighting, you know, talking kind about the air and stuff. Explaining, so. kind of like she... uh, establishing oh, yeah. what's been going on as yeah. far as historically, because there's no Damien then. Yeah, she says I'm the uh, I'm there is no air. 
Trigger you warning. Bat- Trigger warning. That's drunk. You know what's going on. <laughs> and also, uh, in this world, uh, Cobblepot is the president. Yeah, yeah. Cobblepot's the president. <laughs> and Cardi B is the first lady. So that's pretty cool in this issue. <laughs> but yeah, that, like, this, it's, a, it's a very jarring start to the issue. With Hal? <laughs> With Hal trying to. I love that Hal. See, yeah, it's Hal Jordan. That's and awesome. by the second page, he's blown his own brains out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, un, it's unsettling. It's unsettling in the same way the over the edge episode of New Batman Adventures is. You know, when it starts off, and Gordon and the police are in the Batcave <laughs> shooting at Batman and calling him Bruce Wayne. Like, whoa, whoa, what's happening? Uh, Tom is, King's like Tom King's like, hey Jeff. Hey Jeff Johns. Hey Jeff, look at this. Look, look no, no, you gotta look. You gotta. Look. <laughs> this is fucking weird, man. That is a crazy issue. Between that and Duke, it is very unsettling. Actually, it is very strange. Uh, these it, are like the I, mature. I love this issue, though, and I can't wait for the next one. This, this is a solid story. I, I don't see this as being filler at all. This is part of the overall story of you. Know, I think because it was so ridiculous with Booster Gold. Characters, <laughs> Trunkler. Maybe because oh, of the ridiculous. What's yeah. it? What was it like coming? From, I know that you have a hard time uh, with the mushy, mushy bad cat stuff. So, what was it like for you when you were reading it? <laughs> I, I, I thought the issue was great. I mean, um, I, I laughed my ass off when he was doing that when he's talking to Skeets about the whole "I love you, Ben. I love you, Cat," <laughs> and then cutting uh, Bruce Wayne wedding night, cutting the cheese. <laughs> um, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Because he says, well, why don't we just get him a cheese tray? And then Bruce is like, well, you can't get him a fucking cheese tray. The guy owns three mansions and, you know, three different continents and 20 cars. And then he's like, wait a minute, you just said cut the cheese. So um, I thought it was funny. Um, Tony Daniel, uh, the, the art's great. The issue, I mean, um, Bruce Gold, I mean, what other gift, you know, he's just trying to, it seemed like he was just trying to give him a gift, you know, like a wedding gift, like. What's one yeah. thing you can get the guy who's got everything? Well, I'll give him his dead parents back. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, so ridiculous. I'm sure in, I'm sure in no, good pace. I, I, don't, I, don't I don't think the gift is really that. It's I think taking the gift it away. is giving him an appreciation of the life that he has. You know, while, while he's, yes, he's, yeah. he's, he's suffered. He's been through, through a lot. But here, you know, look at this and, and appreciate the life that but you have. I, I love how Trunk yeah. would put it because on paper that's exactly how it reads in the issue when he's trying to sum <laughs> yeah. it all up at the end. You know, he's like he's trying to make it yeah. seem like this big yeah. sentimental thing, but in reality, like you're listening to him explain it, and you're like, What the fuck are you talking about, dude? He's like, so, you know, yeah, so I'm gonna give so you bad at explaining. Yeah, I'm gonna give you your dead <laughs> then, parents then, back. Then, then we'll use the time machine and we'll not kill your parents per se. <laughs> It's not that I want to <laughs> kill Lois. It's that I don't want her to be alive anymore. <laughs> uh, it is crazy. Their schedules almost, must be so crazy with like uh, two two issues every month of certain titles. You know, you got to f- crank these out, man. Who knows? Well, and one thing that uh, the Batman title has been, has been consistent, what I mean by that is it seems like that they're using one artist for art, like when we had our good friend Tom King, and then we had our other good friend uh, David Finchon, um, they both More said that they were friends. doing. They're great you know, friends. They, for, are, are BFFs forever, boy. Um, 
you know, uh, Finch said he was, you know, doing one arc, and then they're going to have someone else, you know, uh, who is it back then? Uh, Uratus? How do you suppose, did I say his name? Ramsham? He did, like, the second arc. And, uh, I, I didn't hear him. Uh, who's your favorite architect? Well, it was that one girl. <laughs> who's your favorite architect, Junkler? Ramshnam? Ramshnam. You know, and we've said this before, with, um, since Rebirth started, was one of the, one of the concerns was how they're going to be able to crank out two issues a month and keep the art consistent. Um, and Batman's been... You know, hitting out of the park with doing what they, you know, sticking with the original plan was, you know, uh, Finch did I Am Suicide, and then they had another guy, and they had someone else do the second arc, and then Finch came back and did I Am Bane, and, you know, so forth and so forth, so on yeah. and so on. Mm. Yeah. I don't mind it. Can we take a pit stop? Let's take a pit stop real quick and talk about, because we just, he, he was just brought up, um, Sean Murphy's promises to the reader within the murphy oh, man. this was oh, good the sid the six testaments of sean murphy <laughs> so, so here we go man sean murphy who is writing and drawing batman white knight which is the hottest batman book in the streets right now and that says a lot because there's a lot of good book batman book multiple sean multiple Murphy's, reissues sean murphy's yep. first promise when someone dies they stay dead period thank you it's like Thank you. Once you leave the Bat Force, you're out. <laughs> All right. So thank, thank goodness. I'm so. I, I think it's a I joke saw, when I people die. I saw somebody try to call him out on that one. Uh, without due respect, uh, didn't you break your first reel with Jason Todd? And as he always does, he was super polite in dealing with a. Eh, the guy's not necessarily a troll, but. Sean always does a great job of dealing with trolls in a positive light. Would you call Dude, him a neckbeard? Is he at least a neckbeard? Happy face. Yeah, yeah, he could be a neckbeard. We'll, we'll go with that. I uh, <laughs> just politely pointed out to the guy that, you know, in his story, Jason Todd wasn't killed. Yep. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. So, so if, if the guy had read the issue, like in construction, they say measure twice, cut once. Maybe this guy should adopt a read twice, tweet once uh, uh, yes. motto for, for tweeting. Huh. Just like our American president, right? I mean, you should always look at what. <laughs> really quick, uh, when, when I when I spoke to Sean Murphy at uh, C2E2 on Saturday, I asked him, "So, what's the uh, this before uh, he put out there? He tweeted about um, possibly continue, you know, continue on with White Knight, but um, he's like, I can't say anything, but I will say this though with with the success that I've seen in DC have seen, he's like, it would be really stupid. And he said Ooh. with a big grant, it would be really stupid if we didn't if we if we didn't do another one or uh -oh. continue on. Yeah. Uh, the guy, yo, man, this guy's like this and, is uh, like Pulo status, man. This guy is a beast, man. He's not playing. Nope. Uh, and uh, we're we're gonna have some uh, we're gonna have some news on Sean Murphy real soon. Yeah. Sean Murray uh, promised to the fans number two. Every book comes out on time. Damn. Ouch. Booker, booker, booker. Yeah. I mean, gotcha, this, gotcha. Is, this is firing shots at a, take it as you will, but firing shots at a lot of people, uh, release dates and Headlines. pushbacks and whatever. 
And then he he responded with to someone saying he had like a broken collarbone or something and still got his books out on time or, well, or whatnot. Yeah. And, yeah. Hey, and you know hey, what? the guys the guy backs his shit up, man. He's, he's got, got it in fourth gear all day. <laughs> well, and it's not like he's you know like it's not like he's a slouch. I mean, I mean the no. amount of detail that he has, White Knight, or even like when he did Tokyo Ghost. I mean, it's not like you know he draws a quick background and puts all detail on the character. I mean, every panel is detailed. This guy's not so, second guessing shit. That's what's going no. on, like everybody else. So, so to say that and have that kind of talent to back it up, damn. Number three, no narration balloons unless it's a voiceover and a flashback. So okay, maybe that that could be taking shots of other people too. Just want to fill in things, or he's like just get to the meat and potatoes, right, Trunks? Yep, meat and potatoes, boy. <laughs> Number now, four. I had a question about that. I mean, does that does that include like the character's interior dialogue, or is that just like saying like, you know, meanwhile back here in Gotham City, blah blah blah? I th- I think you it's know. both, doesn't it? Doesn't it include both? Yeah, yeah. Everything except if there's a narration that's explaining a flashback that something's happening. So. I don't know. Take it as you will. I guess that's. Uh, he just wants more room for art. Yeah, that's a smart move. That's kind of what I took. That I mean, that that would be something you know great to ask him if we ever got him on. Yeah, he he has he has the same. He's got. I mean, I don't know if that'll ever happen. We should probably not even talk about it. Um, he uh, he has the same mentality as Capullo, where I think uh, you can take words out of a comic, and if it's a good comic, it'll still look awesome, and you'll still be able to tell the story just by the images. Dude, Capullo's artwork is is what balances out some writing that I might not like from Snyder. It will never matter because I could just stay, I could just literally flip through Capullo's artwork from his Batman run or whatever run and just be satisfied with that. Well, I mean, he was even talking about that at, at the Dallas Con panel about how they first started working. And I mean, you've probably heard some other interviews with him, but he was like, he was like. I was just used to full script Marvel writers giving yeah. me basically just like a six page script. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, and when I started working with Scott, full I was running script. out of paper from the the pages that kept coming out. <laughs> yeah, I I remember Greg saying once that uh, he printed out a script from Scott, and like twenty pages came out, and he thought he accidentally hit print three times. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It's great when oh, yeah. he's telling the story when, and he's busting Scott's balls to his face. Oh yeah, <laughs> on the same panel, so, um, and, and he does the voice. He uses the <laughs> same voice to reenact Scott as he does to reenact Jamie. And he's kind of sounds like this. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, a Scott is soft-spoken though. He's nice. We love Scott, but he well, also does a good job of saying, "You know what? Hey, this guy is." the top of his game and and he's lucky to work with him too you know he, he gives him the oh, praise yeah for sure so. well I, um i know at a, a couple of years ago when capullo came to c2e2 um they did a panel and they even said that when they first started working together they actually disliked each other and they were joking about like schneider went to the you know um to the editor and said i can't work with this guy and capullo would go to the editor and go i can't work with this writer i mean what the fuck he's giving me you know t- 20 pages for you know, for six for six panels, and it, they actually, at first they didn't like each other, and they were joking around about it. But when Capullo, you know, read more of Scott's writing, when Scott saw Capullo's art, they you know more 
uh, kind of respect towards each other, and then they actually became. Well, yeah, they had to. They had to learn to work together and stuff like that. And that's one, I guess, one advantage that Murphy has is he's writing and drawing it himself. So he can he can literally interpret it, what he's feeling and what he wants it directly onto the page himself. He didn't have to rely on somebody else to to get the angle right or, you know, draw this expression right. He knows exactly what he wants. Number Murphy's promise number four no excessive amounts of variance to burden comic ships i'm sure he meant shops but if he did mean the loading ships filled with comic books because they print so many variants out then i can understand that as well so not to burden comics at most there will be two the main cover and the variant for the super passionate collector so he's really he's like firing on all angles man because like these are selling slash marketing you know gimmicks and tropes that a lot of you know, these the two big publishers use to, you know, make more money, obviously. And Sean's obviously thinking about the shops and the fans, you know? Yeah. So that's that's a that's a big one. No gimmicks. Number five. Number five, there will be at least one awesome vehicle in each book. <laughs> number six, no complicated tie-ins to other series or events. White Knight will be easy to get into whether you read comics or not. So yeah. Well, I don't I don't think it's necessarily him taking shots at like, you know, a name like Snyder. Well, no, no. Because I'm I mean, those saying, two like, those two guys are like really good friends. They're yeah, they're actually, good friends. Yeah. Not yeah. taking shots at him, but at the same time he's taking shots at things that he's big the Snyder's like big on doing. He was always big on doing tie-ins, you know what well, I mean? I think or like Snyder publishing just, company. Snyder will just go with what DC tells him to do, I think in that sense yeah. with tie-ins. Yeah, I I think I think this is Sean is if he's, if you want to call it taking shots at anything, it's taking shots at the standards and practices of the industry. Yeah, that's, yeah, but uh, but, that's maybe, yeah, because, but remember, like even when they started with like the owl stuff, Snyder was the one who proposed all these tie-ins, and then the only one that everyone was on board except for whoever was doing yeah. Batwoman at the time. Well, I mean, I think and honestly, they, if, if you want to talk about tie-ins, I'm not going to say no because you know tie-ins means more books, means uh, you sell more books, means you make more more sales. So why would I say no? You know what I mean? Tie, I kind of like tie-ins. So tie-in shoe, tie-ins, all the same thing, you know. <laughs> let's see if Jeff Johns has something. To say. <laughs> uh, I think that's all of them, right? Was that six? Uh, yeah. But, man, Murphy went off, man. But, yeah, but like, I think it's because he has that clout now. You know, he's going to wrap this book yeah. up, and he's like, hey, man, this is how it's going down in the Murphy verse. So, um, I'm digging it. I'm digging yeah. it. Uh, it's funny because, like, like, I have a weird thing about variants. Because, yeah, it's, you know, you see buying the same book over and over again. But if you love the artwork, then it's, you know, it's like yeah. an it's it's kind of like a coin toss, isn't it? I know that, one so. guy who bought like tons of variants for one oh, title. Oh shit! There. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know a guy that went and got all the variants signed by Capullo too recently. So it all just, well, just depends. Just depends. <laughs> just depends on what the variant is. Well, what title? Was, uh, whoever's guilty of um, the Dark Knight three variants, I bet a bunch of. Uh, People out there are guilty of buying hey, the same issue over and over hey, but how, 70 times. But how nice is that hardcover uh, variant cover book? <laughs> yeah, for like for like $15? I have that it's out. It's less than one variant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so the remainder of the books, anything notable on the on the grill? Action Comics 1,000. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> 
Act, action, yeah. Oh, thousand. fuck. You didn't I read forgot, it, boy? I forgot fucking... <laughs> That's why I remember. I was, I was talking about it at my shop today. And they're like, yeah, it's coming in next week. Not realizing it's on my fucking phone. Like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I can't. I'm like, I can't wait to read that shit. <laughs> it's in my fucking pocket. <laughs> I wonder if I only had access. Grandpa Batman's favorite character is oh, issues hitting 1,000 today. So. Jesus. For him to poop on. Well, I, I, yeah. well the, I'm, sure, I'm sure he's buying every single variant. And he's going to go on a, a signing tour of Cub the Scout, boy. Cub tour. Go the, the, book does, the book does feature Grandpa Batman's favorite image of Superman. <laughs> it's true. This is um. Yeah, Pat Gleason recreated the uh, the Frank Miller page. Oh yeah, that, yeah. shit, Gramps. And that was Gleason, boy. Gleason, boy. That was a great story <laughs> in there. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, this is a big a deal, man. The, a lot of the stories in here were were pretty good. Yeah, it was kind of. I hey, mean, this is a really big deal. First ish, first run to hit a thousand issues, man. Oldest, oldest superhero like, book. Yeah, oldest from the original superhero. It's it's a really big deal, man. But <laughs> but you know, Action Comics one thousand, man. Holy cow! Eighty eighty years, man. Eighty years. Holy cow! That's crazy, man. So was it a bunch of stories like? Yeah, it's like a, it was like an anthology issue where it looks like what they did was they gave. Um, a couple of different creative teams, an opportunity to kind of uh, write stories. It's, it all felt like a big celebration of the character. Um, yeah, it did. the the biggest cool. the biggest issue. Yeah, most 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 of uh, most of the the writers that got to be a part of it uh, got to do like a you know three four page story, but you yeah. had guys that were you know utmost importance uh, for for Superman. Uh, like Dan Jurgens got a longer one right at the start, yeah. and then the book ends with a longer uh, story by Brian Michael Bendis and Jim Lee, and that actually leads in uh, directly to uh, Bendis's first issue. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, I what? Which ones? So, how many was there total? There was like six or seven short stories in it total. Um, oh, oh, I think there's more than that. Was it more? Because this is an 80-page bastard. So. Dude, it didn't feel that long. Like, I Yo, was... that's what we're going to refer to them is from now on. An 80-page bastard? An 80-page bastard. <laughs> <laughs> or a 100-page bastard. <laughs> um, Deanie, Deanie wrote a story in it. Um, yeah. Nice. Uh, who else uh, was in this bad Tomasi and Gleason have one in there. That was a great one. Um, uh Scott Snyder has a story. Tom King has a story. Hey, by the way, how Scott Snyder was that Scott Snyder story in here? <laughs> it was like like it, it was on on a level of one to Scott Snyder. It was Scott Snyder. Like I remember, I because I think his credits came up at the at the end of the of the short story. I was reading through it. I'm like, this has to be a Snyder story. It feels so Snyder, which isn't a bad thing. It's like totally like um, big picture stuff. Like it's it, it felt like a Scott Snyder thinking ahead and very big um, cataclysmic ways but I, I liked it i think my favorite one was probably the gleason tomasi one yeah because it kind of that when one it was, was uh with vandal savage yeah so vandal, vandal savage yeah. um throws superman back in time he's like your future will now be your past you will never meet again because you're just going to be battling through the past 
And so it basically was uh, showing Superman going through every kind of iteration of himself from the Golden Age to the Silver Age, Bronze Age. It was very cool. And then at the very end, you know, spoilers, he comes out and he goes basically saying how he learns from his, his, his past informs his future. And that's how he was able to come back and beat the shit out of Vandals. But the art was cool because it was uh, it was Gleason the whole time. But he was doing the different styles over the 80-year span of Superman. So he was, like, kind of tweaking his own style a little bit every kind of couple pages. That was really awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like you said, it showed a little bit of the silver, the golden, the bronze. He had some, uh, you know, strikes again in there um, you know, from DKR University. He even almost had, like, a, like the animated series. Mm. Yeah. Come. Nice. That's probably one of my favorite ones. Uh, the black Are you guys' suit. Uh, shops doing a midnight launch? Yes. Yeah. That's cool. It's very cool. Uh, I like the uh, the Brad Meltzer story. Uh, it was called Faster Than a Speeding Bullet, and it was the one about Superman actually uh, being faster than a bullet, you know, to having to be faster oh, than a bullet right. to save this woman's life while there's a gun to her head. What was uh, the whole thing about, cool. like, that was a total Batman move? She totally pulled oh, the Batman um, Oh, the the way she, the way she uh, tilts her uh, head into the gun. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Even that um, the Jeff Johns. That's uh, right. And Richard Donner wrote one. That was and surprising. Olive, uh, Olivier Coppel, Coppel. I mean, he does, he's done some variants before, and I mean, the the, the story and the VR was just great in that one too. I mean, every story I I, I enjoyed almost all pretty much all of them. <laughs> I mean, I was even though I liked some of the ones before. I was I was most interested in the uh, Bendis story at the end, and uh, yeah, gotta yeah. say, man, um, I have not seen uh, Jim Lee do recent Superman work, but uh, this was some good looking stuff. Um, Jim Lee knows how to Superman for sure, dude. That was well. well I I liked Superman Unchained when he did with Snyder. That was good art too. Yeah, yeah this was good. very very good yeah. stuff and. Like, uh, I, I think this is something that uh, what Bendis did in this story is I, I don't remember this ever really being touched on before. You know what what this new character claims uh, claims to have done. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's some pretty interesting uh, stuff he's claiming that uh, obviously will be uh, unveiled a little bit into the uh, Men of Steel um, story that Bendis has got coming out. But I thought it was I thought it was cool. Like it. Uh, introduces something new but it also i like where it picks off the story picks off with superman getting his ass kicked like right off the bat um trying to figure out how to uh fight up against this new dude who's super powerful and then he kind of drops this uh this like um, plot twist in his face and uh kind of leaves it with a cliffhanger at the end but i i think like as much as i was excited to uh, read the story that he wrote uh the art was like damn Who's going to be doing the... Is it Fabic is going to be doing the Man of Steel the first couple issues? Four issues, I think. Uh, so, yes, yeah, some of it. I, I don't remember how many issues he's doing, yeah. but uh, he's, he's in there. Almost made me want to see Jim doing it, some more on it, but I know that you know he's got uh, other things that he's got to take care of instead of doing so much strong anymore. But um, yeah, I liked it. I dug it. I dug that last story. I know people are so, like, so nervous or worried about Bendis... Um, coming to DC and messing with the characters, but um, you know, it's kind of uh, well, um, unless you turn him into like a Nazi, like 
Captain America. I don't really see people freaking out over something that he'll do with Superman. Well, I know some um, uh, big-time Marvel readers don't... Their biggest complaint with Bendis is uh, taking on a superhero role, you know, taking on a a main, you know, a, a superhero character with superpowers when they're used to him doing like a Jessica Jones type or more of a detective kind of writing style over at Marvel. Well, I mean, this, this, what, four page little or four or five, I don't know how many pages this little mini story was, but it's action the whole time. It's a fight. It's like a fight. The whole, the whole story is a fight. So it was cool, man. It was like, uh, I'm down. seeing, uh, Seeing who this new, this new, uh, villain is. I mean, he just cool. backhand Supergirl too. I mean, that's right. Supergirl mm. wasn't this. That was cool yeah, to see. Yeah, he was just owning both of them. Mm. Yeah, art looks good. I hope they do like a little hardcover the way they did the Rebirth special hardcover. That'd be kind of cool. They nice. got and a yeah. lot of good art in this book. Cool book. Um, what's up? What else is on the grill? Uh, flip, flip Bra- that one. Raven the Bold issue three. Oh, you're yeah. How's that? The art looks good in that one. Uh, how's that yeah, moving that- along? Uh, still going well. Uh, I like this. I like this series a lot so far. Uh, it's halfway through it now with this issue. It's just a, a six-issue mini. Okay, six. But issue uh, we see, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> we see more of uh, Bruce and Diana investigating this murder in this sort of uh, fantasy fairyland sort of place, and uh, Batman being clever and you know. Does Even show, uh, uh, being smart in this uh, in this other world. Does mm. it show Bruce and Diane at a at nighttime <coughs> by a campfire, dripping with sweat? No, uh, I don't think uh, Liam Sharp wanted to draw <laughs> the ire of Batcat fans across the world. <laughs> oh shit! He, he doesn't have the uh, history of dealing with terrorists that Tom King has that makes him comfortable dealing with the <laughs> keyboard warriors of Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Damn. Uh, Bat just, Bell. It's pretty much a Wonder Bat series with the Brave and the Bold. These two. I like that. People like their Wonder Bat, you know? It just is what yeah, it's, it is. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good, it's a different story and the art is fantastic. Yeah. Well, we should probably, yeah, that's a good one to wrap up in its entirety. Just like Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles... Uh, two wrapped up this week. <laughs> we haven't really been covering it, which makes no sense. But that's no, no. We we decided that uh, we're gonna wait for it to wrap up to cover it straight through. Actually, once that trade okay. comes in, so that's gonna be a lot of fun. I so uh, I better that's I better read up on that one then. There's so much fucking damn, so many bad books out, man. Holy. Oh yeah, there there are so many other books like uh, I've. Creature uh, of the Night, did that come Creature out? Creature of the Night issue three, yeah. Uh, Creature <laughs> of the Night issue three is out. Uh, I read Super Sons fifteen, and that was excellent. Uh, I read uh, Nightwing uh, forty three is really good. That's uh, it's like a, a little team up story with Nightwing, Arsenal, and Damien, and yeah. it's basically Arsenal and Damien <laughs> the whole time, and it's a really fun issue though. Yeah. For, actually, yeah. for the for the limiteds, we should cover those when they wrap up in trade on the Thursday slot. That'd be kind of good to move the because the ongoings are good to do for the stack. So we should probably split it up that way because there's just so much. You know what I mean? Like, 
Just uh, um, a lot of even. But we have those slow weeks though, because like last week, we didn't do one because all we were going to talk about would be detective. Yeah, yeah. The wait for these. Um, what else? What else was on the the grill? What's left think, on the grill? Uh, Superman forty five. I think that's uh, Gleason's. I think that's his last uh, last issue. Bro, it felt that like it felt like his farewell issue, didn't it? That guy's yeah, drawn so much, man. He, dude, he he did a lot of stuff back in the Jeff Johns Green Lantern run. Then he did the Batman and Robin run, and then he's doing Superman run and, and um, Super Sons. Like this guy is killing it. On really Superman. consistent, man. Yeah, Gleason is great, man. What's he doing? Love What's he art. doing after this now? I don't think it's been announced yet, has it? Still Robin? not for him. I'm not I sure. I don't I'm sure it's it. something good though. He's he's paid his due, right? He's given DC plenty of do, man. So hey, Trunkler, uh, yeah. the uh, Bizarro arc, yeah. the Bizarro arc was the couple of issues right before this. Yeah, the the issue before this was the end of the Bizarro arc. How many issues was what's that? The, I, like, I, I completely missed this. Um, I want to say, it was, I think I want to say it was three or four. Um, Trunkler loves it. Trunkler absolutely loved it. I mean, it. I mean, you can just read that arc. I mean, it's funny, especially. When I, when I talked to Gleason, and let me see who did the art for it. I have it right. Chunk, Chunk's just flipping through his uh, early campies. He, um, I asked him, so how is it trying to write Bizarro? Or, because um, Superman, uh, the, the Super Sons, you know, Robin, um, John, uh, nobody, you know, a couple other people were transported to the Bizarro world and i asked so and that now you know it's not just bizarro coming to earth it's now you have a whole planet of bizarros uh, robin um the bizarro robin it speaks you know very like gentleman ladies trying to swoon the ladies uh you got the uh, the joe crier who is um joker but instead of laughing he cries uh lex luthor has long Beautiful red hair. Um, the Flash is a fat guy with you know with donuts around his neck. Yeah. Um, you know, basically the opposite. Uh, uh, Brainiac is wearing a dunce cap, and he's staring at a control. And he's like, "Ooh, shiny buttons." But um, <laughs> I asked Lisa, I'm like, "So what was it trying to write then?" He said he he wrote a script, and then he would actually go back and write it again, but you know, in the opposite. You know, because how Bizarro talks. Um, and then <laughs> trying to give the, when he gave the, the script to the artist, the artist look at it and for example, um, uh, Bizarro punches Superman, but instead of it saying, you know, crack or wham, they would say gentle or at one point Bizarro's walking instead of it being, you know, boom, boom, it would be tiptoe, tiptoe, uh, um, Doug Mankey was like, "What? The, how am I supposed to write this? How am I supposed to draw this? I mean, you're wanting me to write soft when it's a big punch, or something like that." And um, or when he uh, that that one panel where he was breaking something and it said "assemble." Yeah, instead of yeah, crunch. <laughs> um, I mean, it was just uh, just overall. I mean, I was laughing while my you know uh, at two o'clock in the morning when I'm reading this issue and my my wife's in there trying to sleep. Um, it was a it was a fun art to read, but yeah, good shit, man. 
Good shit. Anything else on the grill? Flip that patty over real quick. Flip that patty about so would someone say Super Sons? Yeah, Super Sons is good. Uh, anyone else read it? No, but I know they're getting it. It's getting an omnibus treatment, so uh, I'm happy about that. Yeah, what? man. Yo, yo, if you go on Amazon and, yo, it brings up all of these omnibuses that ha- I haven't even seen announced anywhere else yet, but it's official. There's a lot of omnis coming out of crazy shit, man. Such as? And Super Sons is one of them. Uh, I sent it in the, the, the thing yesterday. Hold on a sec. Oh, real quick. God damn but, it. Yeah, so. I forgot to. Well, we'll do this at the end. Never mind. I'll do it at the end. But, you know, yeah, the, the Morrison one's coming out. That's going to be really popular. When's that one coming um, out? Early summer. Is that going to include Final Crisis? Uh, I'm not sure. But one of them will because it's only volume one. How many so, volumes? Like, it's like fucking five volumes of that thing. Also, um, Flashpoint's getting the absolute treatment, what? which I'm pretty happy about. Yeah, that's getting an absolute. Uh, they're re-releasing Infinite Crisis Omnibus, so I'm really excited about that. Didn't that because that's a, hard. Uh, uh, Super Sons, the complete series Omnibus, Before Watchmen Omnibus, Aquaman by Jeff Johns Omnibus has been reinstated again. That's coming now after it got canceled. Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale Batman Omnibus. Uh, Dark Knight's Metal is getting omnibus but it hasn't been officially announced yet killing jokes getting the absolute treatment um i don't know there was this just tons of st- oh there there's this what batman and catwoman wedding invitation special book coming out Very and cool. it's going to be like original art and all sorts of stuff like within like package like a i think like a wedding invitation so uh, oh sounds awesome uh, hey, was it at C2E2? Did you guys see they were handing out wedding invitations? Yes, sir. Did you get one, Trepler? Um, at the, uh, yes, sir. You should post yeah, that yeah, on the forest, bro. Uh, I'll, I'll post that up. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, has anyone read uh, Green Lantern Earth 1? You know what? Uh, I think no. we can we can ask for it. Some good sh- it's already out, right? Yeah, yeah, been yeah. It's been out a few things. weeks. Oh yeah, been hearing really good things about this one. So, um, yeah. So that wraps it up. All right, food talk. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> What's the topic this week to, to roll us on out of here? <laughs> Greg Gramps, what are you grilling? Specific you wanted to talk about? Oh me? What? Didn't you have something specific? No, I thought Charles had something he uh he had uh, elected for for this week's food talk. I don't remember, man. <laughs> before before we get too far into that, I have to do this before I forget it again, which I've forgotten oh, the yeah. last several ish, uh, podcast episodes. But uh, uh, now that DC Dark Knight's Metal has wrapped, um, we're waiting on the uh, different collected versions of the hardcover and all the beautiful uh, editions that are going to be coming out. While we do wait for that, Metal Blade Records has uh, given us a nice, delicious, hefty serving for a giveaway and uh, specifically, they've already unveil, un, unveiled uh, some awesome-looking picture discs of the um, three albums by King Diamond. So if you guys are down with some King Diamond, want some picture discs from Metal Blade Records, hit us up, DM us, tweet us, 
email us and uh, that automatically enters you into that is only part of the giveaway we still got some more stuff that they're going to send us to toss into that metal blade records dark knight metal theme giveaway so good shit right there so that's all i got for that also we have to review uh that new suicide squad movie soon uh anybody watch it the animated one no, uh, cartoons hell for, to pay cartoons are for kids dude and batman ninja's <laughs> coming out but uh but sliding over to the food segment gr- what's grandpa batman grilling these days during this this summer coming up what are you grilling boy well i'll tell you what i'm not using an electric grill <laughs> oh. shade shade <laughs> and uh, a, a better question is what isn't he grilling <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'm looking forward to um, you know grilling out. We've just built this large <laughs> deck in our backyard, and I actually spent a lot of time today doing yard work, getting uh, getting the yard ready for uh, some summer grilling. So, you know, probably Grilled doing like some, a villain. Uh, yeah, probably be uh Doing definitely doing some burgers, um, you know, doing some hot links. Ooh. We we yeah we don't have a smoker. I need to get a smoker because I'd really like to do that. <clears throat> you know, with actual wood, um, not electric. And <laughs> really quick, Gramps, uh, when you say yard work, you're not. You, you don't do the. You don't. You're not talking about mowing the lawn, right? No, I'm talking about like today was uh, mulching and uh, raking up leaves. I mean, dude, we have these trees that just like rain leaves. It, it fucking pisses me off so much. <laughs> it drops and, leaves like marble drops number ones. Oh, <laughs> yeah, shit. It, it, it's ridiculous. Oh, so it's shit. it's just constant maintenance on this yard. And my wife loves it. I fucking hate <laughs> yard work. I do too because it's never ending. Like You'll do the never shit ending. and the following week it's it's all like you do. You haven't done it. Oh man, and if well, it rains. For some reason like yeah, for some reason there have been like these cold front winds coming through and I mean just blow sh- shit and you know when it's like springtime the, the trees are all blooming and it gets all this little it's grass green pollen everywhere my truck is literally green I had to go shit. wash it today I don't know but yes we're going to be grilling this summer grill that motherfucker out we're going to be grilling we're going to put some corn on the cob on there Ooh. And, oh yeah. baby, what, what are you gonna put like butter? Oh my god, good Jesus Christ, margin. Charles, put it in your oh, pants. Yeah. Keep it in your pants. Good lord, fucking yeah. cream the corn, man, <laughs> dude. Yeah, do some other cool stuff. Fuck, nice. We got some ribs. Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, are we gonna brush yes. those ribs? What kind of what kind of sauce are you gonna brush on those ribs, man? It's fucking sweet baby rays. <laughs> Damn! The one's the uh, one's the bad force barbecue at Grandpa's house. Hey, you just shit. We'll just put a so, date. Uh, come down. 
Are you going <laughs> to convince Gam Gam to come to New York Comic Con this year? Again, and I know oh. Legends is uh, Legends is getting ready, boy. It's going to be crazy this year. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I know I you're mean, thinking yeah. about it. <laughs> I, I am thinking about it. If you, that might, that our... might finally push Trunks over the edge to stop fucking around. Nah, I gotta come down there. We <laughs> got our, we got our West he, Coast. He's already been to one coast coming up. Oh yeah. shit, that might interfere with it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think we're coming late August, so still uh, got time. So this is another two two months away. New York Comic Con's what September October 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 yeah. Yeah, October. Come on, we'll, we'll survive another attack together, boy. Like good uh, old that'd be fun. <laughs> we'll go back to uh, fucking Hell's Kitchen. You can see the church again, which is crazy, man. That was crazy. Fucking if uh, if I come back to New York, I want to go to that steakhouse. I think it's over in Brooklyn. Peter Luger's. Um, <laughs> We're in Manhattan. Gramps is like any good barbecue places around. Oh God! Here? <laughs> 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 but Peter, there are. Gramps, you talking York, about? Uh, you talking about Peter Luger's? Luger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, I tell you what though, best steak I've ever had. Best steak I've ever had was at that Maestro's, and I think it was on Forty Second. I don't know where it was. It's just Maestro's in Midtown, dude. We had been walking around all day, and I mean, like walking, my feet walking, were like, so un-American, right? Fuck, walking, <laughs> walking. You didn't even because, have a rascal you know, scooter where I live. Where, I, where if I live, where I live, if I need something, I just get my truck and drive the half get mile. Get on your yeah, horse, boy. Go walk. through drive yeah. through. Yeah, founding, no. founding fathers wanted it. Yeah. You know, walk everywhere. You just shoot City. it, shoot it out of the sky, and it falls in front of you. Then you, there's what you need. <laughs> Pretty much. So I get this 22-ounce bone-in ribeye. I ate every bit of it. <laughs> ate the bone, ate the plate, right? We could start chopping on the plate. Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> I can't even, I can't even do that here. I can't even eat, I mean, like, wow. here, That's here I eat like a 8 or 12-ounce steak, you know. I ate that 22 ounces like, dude, it was <laughs> like cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <laughs> well, using his shirt as a napkin, like that was good. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the best steak I've ever had. Yeah, you probably because, that. and probably the only one of the reasons why I finished it is because it was just so tender. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, uh, that's a good spot. That Lewis, tell you, Grant, start plant the seed now in Gam Gam's head, man. You'd be on the same flight, you'd be in the same changeover flight as Legends, boy. He's ready. I don't want to come by myself, though. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to get trashed in Colt's fucking garden, dude. Drive <laughs> 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 an Uber through that motherfucker. Go fuck it. Go fuck it. Hit the shack, then fuck it. Take all oh, the roses marathon. We're going to have a roses contest. Then wash it down with some Marthas. Don't worry, there's a hospital like three blocks away, bro. Right. <laughs> Actually, fuck that. Fucking Legends is a paramedic. Or, uh, yeah, fuck that shit, dude. It's a nurse. We're good. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's going to be crazy. Grumps was talking about it, too, man. In your Comic Con this year. Oh. Mm. Well, well just cra- crazier crazy. things have happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Batman Day. Yeah, that was Batman Day. Shit, that's right. We here for Batman Day. 
That was like a lunch break at a customer's house in Scott's in Scott speak. <laughs> Scott goes on lunch break, comes back two hours older and ten pounds lighter. <laughs> ah man, too much Giordano's. I do have one. Sir, do you have a do you have a bathroom we can I can use? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, do, do, don't mind the paint peeling off the wall there, boy. Uh, you're gonna here's, a, here's, a, here's a business card. This is my friend. He's a plumber. Yeah. yeah you're going to want If you didn't want to get those uh, those uh, pipes replaced before, you got to do it now, boy. Yeah, I noticed you had a septic tank. How did you notice that from the bathroom? Well, I looked out the window and saw the flood that I created in your yard. <laughs> Who, who's, who's editing this episode? <laughs> I can. They got a, they got a task ahead of them. <laughs> Trunkler is too bad. A, nah, they flowed pretty well actually. Yeah. Uh, well, I just want to, I just want to ask. Uh, during the Superman section, take out my fucking <laughs> comment. <laughs> <laughs> can we leave this part in? I'll leave this part in. I'll leave this part in, but I'll take out the actual. Comment, but this part stays. <laughs> I'll just bleep it out, and then you're like, draw your own conclusions. Oh, that's oh, we, yeah. we can get any more ratings on iTunes. We gotta, um, we gotta read them out next time around. Yeah. On the next show. Let's do yeah. an outro. Shouts, uh, shouts, everyone listening. Um, definitely tell your friends about Batman slash DC podcast known as Bad Voice Radio because. We got a heavy season of uh, special guests coming up that we're pretty excited about, and all kinds of other crazy shit. Con season is still in full effect, so I'll have coverage from that. And anything you guys want, because you can just hit us up on um, social media or whatever, and uh, let us know what you want to hear. Because uh, you know, Bad Force is a friend of the industry, so you know, we get crazy like that. So until next time, guys. Oh, Bat Force Radio at iTunes and SoundCloud. Oh cheers. Where the fuck is Legends of Lego Batman? <laughs> whatever those legos were that he put in kick tom can you do a tom can you do a trump impersonation speaking spanish oh man holy (laughs) shit that's like patting your tummy and rubbing your head at the same time yeah damn what do you want me to say uh, you know, obviously something racist. <laughs> uh, uh, bienvenidos, uh, buenos, por uh, venir aquí a hablar con nosotros sobre este tiempo, uh, Syria, muy malos, muy, muy malos. Uh, vamos a chingarlos con sus bombs in Syria, uh, pendejos. Uh, que se chingan los madres. Uh, 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 NFL, uh, muy muy disgusting. Kesha <laughs> chingan, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, okay, all right. Bad hombres. Oh hombres. man, <laughs> that that is good stuff. Okay, mira, todos los días. Okay, voy al Oval Office. Okay, y hablo con Melania. All right, okay, y les digo a ellos. Okay, all right, no. Piss in my pants on bed in Russia, okay? Okay. <laughs> no tienen tape, okay? No existe, all right? No es cierto, okay? No es cierto, all right? Thank you.
<laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs>